What's up, everybody? The pilot episode, first episode of ZMT Sports, here with Zmar, Zach Marzano, and the, and the Meat Missile Milk Money, Michael Dacun, Zach. All right, so listen, give a rundown of our podcast before we start, before we get it going. We're going to be talking anything sports, really, right? Yes, Literally sir. anything. Uh, we're going to start off with, you know, our teams around here. we got two Cowboys fans here, an unfortunate Jeff fan, and we'll even touch on the Giants for the Giant fans out there. We'll talk fantasy football, who to sit, who to start, you know, our plays of the week. And then, like any good podcast have now, gambling segment, we'll talk, you know, parlays to put in. We'll give our football picks for the day, I mean, for the weekend, really. And, uh, you know, we'll get it going. Thanks for listening to this, and uh, let's get rolling. All right, so let's start with the, the America's team, Dallas Cowboys. It's off. Uh, tough loss on uh, Sunday night, 20-17 to 17 to the Rams. Listen, I had a lot of hope for them going into the year. I'm a, I'm a big Cowboy guy because, you know, it had nothing to do with the Jets, so I don't mind rooting for them. But, Zach, you know, being a Cowboy fan, I'll start with you. How'd you feel going into week one, and how'd you feel during the game and a little bit after with the result? All right, so so let's start with the, uh, with, with the Rams, you know. Um, I felt like we matched up very well against the Rams, um, but honestly, at the end of the day, it comes down to you know being able to play. Uh, it's a I, I was a little uncertain, you know, with the shortened off season with a new head coach. You know, those teams are behind undoubtedly. Uh, you look at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, you know, they have one of the. Un, I mean, you can't debate how talented that offense is. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, all those guys. But the fact of the matter is, they uh, they were you know just still getting to know each other when the season started. And uh, I feel like we're going to see a lot of that this season. Um, but, you know, they were they were in the game, uh, a questionable call. Um, I'm, I'm not a big proponent of, you know, if you're fourth and six, uh, I'd like to see you throw the ball twice there instead of, you know, run the ball for three yards. And then, you know, if you're going to run the ball, run the ball twice. Um, just didn't make sense. Um, and then you're throwing the ball to a rookie who uh, – who doesn't have that veteran awareness like uh, maybe an Amari Cooper, even a Michael Gallup, even though he's you know a second-year guy, um, sure. and he's running his route in front of the sticks. Like you got to get to the sticks. That's a you know that's a high school football thing. Pop Warner even you know. Um, but I don't blame him. I blame you know I, I blame more so the play before it, and um, you know Mike McCarthy. It almost it almost seems like you know he's trying to you know show off his nuts a little bit early on. And I, I don't I don't know man. I, I would have kicked that field goal, but. Uh, Hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, you know after the game I just, you know I'm more upset that we're banged up now. Leighton Van Der Esch, Tyron Smith, you know rolled out of bed funny. He's got neck problems now. Sean Lee like yeah. glass dude. And yeah, Sean Lee's made of glass, glass bones and paper skin. Um, <laughs> that's, that's true. I mean, I mean, like what are you gonna do? You can't stay healthy. I mean, you look at some of the best franchises in sports, not even just football. They stay healthy. You know, Yankees. You know, I'm a big Yankee guy. They they can't stay healthy, but you know it. The fact of the matter is someone has to step up, and, uh, and I don't believe it's Dak Prescott. I believe it's, uh, you know, the defense played well. You know, we need, we, we need our receivers to get some separation. You know, we're running the ball great, um, and the offensive line play needs to get better, and that's only going to get worse without uh, Tyron Smith. That's All true. Right. You know, I mean, you're preaching to the choir here with injuries. I mean, my team, <laughs> bad, but J-E-T-S, baby, injured, injured, injured. That's what they are. But, Mike, how did you feel? How do you feel? Going into week two, you know, going off what Zach said about you know all the problems they had and the decision making. How do you how do you feel during that that game on Sunday night? And what do you 
feeling going into week two against the Falcons. Well, it's a good thing it's a podcast because there's steam coming out of my ears because I hate talking about – as much as I love the Dallas Cowboys, I hate talking about the Dallas Cowboys because they piss me the fuck off. Um, first curse word of the podcast. But uh, <laughs> I know what, what Zach was saying. I mean, he's completely right. But what I'm going to put it on is it basically looks like Mike McCarthy is a disguise for Jason Garrett. It looks like Jason Garrett never freaking left the organization <laughs> – and I, the play calling was absolutely dreadful. I don't know if it's a Kellen Moore issue or McCarthy is just letting him do what he wants to do, but it was not pretty. There was five yard curls every freaking play, and it just it just it just didn't work out. I didn't I didn't like the play calling at all. Now, do you you do you attest that to no preseason, or do you think that's what you're going to see going forward? I, I wouldn't be shocked if I see it going forward. <laughs> the Cowboys are the most predictable team when they do anything. And I know you asked Zach what, what he felt like going into this game. Do I, Every freaking year, I get hope. Every year. I don't know about you, Zach. I get hope. You know, I was like, you know, they, they're right about Cowboy fans when they say, like, oh, yeah, this is the year. I felt that way. And now, after week one, me, huh? week one, you're, you're, you're done. Oh, right? I'm it done. I, think like... I might as well mark it up 0 16. The way they play. I know the Come Rams. Are, I know on, the Rams. Listen, listen. I know they're not going to win this week. Listen, they're favorites. Listen. They're <laughs> favorites every year, and they still suck. They, they were favorites 15 out of the 16 games last year. We went 8 and 8, Zach. All right, this is what I'm talking about. I don't know what is going on in the coach's office. I think we have the players, but I didn't like the play calling. We definitely had the players, and that's what upsets me. When you have that much talent and don't show for it, it is just so disappointing. Because I know you said I don't, you don't think Dak Prescott's the one to step up and and be a leader, but he is, and I thought he played exceptionally exceptionally well. And but at the same time, I know you said the defense played well. They sort of did. But they didn't. I, I don't know. I thought the Rams ran the ball all over them, and they just had some mistakes. That twenty points, not yeah, bad. no, no, no twenty points not, is not just bad. Good, not but there was some miss. There was a missed field goal that the Rams had, right? They, yeah. uh, and I don't know. There was just some situations where the Rams should have scored more points. They're lucky you that they what? didn't score. The, the any more Cowboys' points. defense bent, but didn't break. Yeah, but the Rams didn't take as much advantage as they should have. But I think the Cowboys it should have been a blow. Well, take well, as well, much well, advantage. The, well, the Rams yeah. also missed that field goal. Well, yeah. Like, like, I mean, that that's – and, I mean, uh, you know you know what they say, you know, if, sir, if my mom had balls, she'd be my father. But, <laughs> you know, the, Cowboy, the Cowboys missed their fair share of field goals too. And, um, you know, if McCarthy kind of realized, you know, all right, all this, all this shit's kind of going wrong and we still have a chance to win that game uh, as opposed to saying let's just try to win it now, you yeah. know, um, your defense was playing pretty well, so – um, so I guess that's what he was thinking, but I mean, I mean, Hey, if your defense is playing well, kicking the field goal, you could get the ball back and, and have another chance to score as, as they did. Exactly. So, I mean, whatever he did, if it didn't work out, he was wrong. I think if, if it worked out, he was, he was in the right and yeah. hindsight is 2020. So especially with coaching decisions in the NFL, it's, if it went right, like you guys said, Mike McCarthy shows his nuts, shows his balls. I'm, I came from Green Bay. I had Aaron Rodgers. And now I have Dak Prescott. Fires the fans up. Oh, they convert that. They win the game. That's not you even. You guys got cojones. You know, just, just have the and guy I think it's gonna, pass the sticks. That's all I'm saying. And, and coming from an outside fan that's not a Cowboys fan, I think it's going to pay off in the in the future. You're going to get in the game week 8, week 9, week right, 10, right. when your offense is firing all cylinders, and a fourth and three is going to be like a second and one. I mean, it's gonna you're not even going to have to worry about it because right. that's how Mike McCarthy offenses are powered. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. I think I'm disappointed in Kellen Moore a little bit. You know, um, all these, all these new things, new coaches, new players, new all these things. We're giving Kellen Moore some new weapons. We're giving, you know, we're giving him, we're giving him these pieces to succeed. And I mean, his offense is pretty good, but I mean, it was pretty mediocre yeah. against the Rams. And um, I don't know if that's a Mike McCarthy or a Kellen Moore issue, but 
uh, you can't really put a rookie receiver in that position. You know, yeah. like like I, I get I get you want to see who can do what, but I mean your best route runner is Amari Cooper. Why yeah. don't you have him running that route? Running you know? curls well, you know what though was I, I, if I remember watching that play correctly, he was and I open. watched the next day. He was open, but I think CD was Dak's third option on that. It was play. a great read because by Michael Gallup was on the slant, but Dak's eyes were on Ezekiel right. in the flat, and then CD came across, kind of maybe his third third read there, and and it kind of blew up in his face. Yeah. But you know what? I think the Cowboys going in the week two. I got them winning this week. I, I, they're going to bounce back. I don't think they they match up way too well against Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta will have a chance to stop them, whether it's running the ball or throwing yeah, the ball. And yeah, Atlanta's got a, a lethal offense, but it's Atlanta. Matty Ice is no longer Matty before, Ice. Before and, we stop talking about the Cowboys, I don't know if we'll ever go this popular. Jalen Ramsey will ever hear this, but you got paid millions to have a freaking acting job, my guy. You know, oh, yeah, cost the game. That's call. Call. Yeah. The refs. Uh, you know what I didn't miss about football after you know ref, I was is the refereeing. I mean, it was it's just terrible. They just call and they call everything and anything. But yes. it's crazy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. J E T S, baby. It's time. Yeah, to, it's, it's time. time for It's time to tackle. Now, Tom, how did you feel going into week one? We know how you felt. We saw your Jets taking goodness gracious that backfire. But how did you feel going into the game, and how do you feel right now? When do now? they not backfire in reality? <laughs> I feel like I pick the Jets to win every week, and, and I'm somehow – I'm always wrong, obviously. Uh, but going into the year, I, I didn't know what to think of. I hate Adam Gase with a burning passion. But when you get closer to the year, you kind of start psyching yourself into a situation where you're like, you know what, it's his second year in the offense – it's you know Sam Darnold's third year in the league. Maybe maybe they'll they'll take a jump. And let me tell you something. I think they took 25 steps back. I, they looked atrocious against Buffalo. I don't even have another words. They couldn't fucking find water if they fell out of a boat. Sam Darnold was off by six seven yards on each side of every throw. They couldn't run the ball to save their lives. Uh, Adam Gase is calling wide receiver screens to Chris fucking Hogan on third and nine. I, I, I mean, you can't get any worse than the Jets did on Sunday. And I'm really nervous now that Sam Darnold's not the guy. And I'm saying that because this fucking coach is an idiot. And he doesn't know how to play call. And, and I don't know how he got this job over Mike McCarthy. And I think that's why I'm rooting for the Cowboys so much this year. Because I want Mike McCarthy to be a good coach. And I want him to resurrect the Cowboys to places they didn't go with Jason Garrett. Just so as a disgruntled Jet fan, I can say we should have hired that guy. Instead, we got Adam F. and Gase. And, and now the injuries are piling up. We have no depth. We didn't sign enough wide receivers for uh, Sam Darnold. By the, it was crazy because I actually did have a lot of hope going into Sunday. I'm like, you know what? It's a division matchup. We only lost to Buffalo by one last year. Same week, week one. And within five minutes, the Jets are down 21 nothing, And um, it, it's a shit show. Yeah, and and it's almost you know I'm I'm on your side. I really do like the Jets as as a team. You know they they're kind of like you know they remind me of when I was younger. Um, you know the good old play defense, run the ball. You know um, they had Thomas Jones, they had uh, Leon Washington. I yeah. miss those days of the Jets. Well, you know, trust me, so do I. Um, and. <laughs> And I think Adam Gase is just he. I just think he needs to go, plain and simple. Yeah, I think I think guys are starting to think around the clubhouse like, hey, we can't we, we can't, can't win, with, win this with this guy. And you know, once you know, you see Jamal Adams leaving. You know, he just he just simply didn't want to be there. And whether that's uh, he wants to win or whatever it may be, he didn't want to be there. Uh, he obviously doesn't like the coach enough to stay. And you know, that's obviously not a draw for him. So he goes elsewhere. And you know, when is it that we're going to get back to this Jets football where, you know, teams come in, you know, some of the 
I remember Clinton Portis. He, I remember this game because I had him in fantasy years and years back. You know, he was one of the hottest running backs at the time. And the Jets are just like this. You see this guy every carry. Like it's almost like he doesn't want the ball. Like like they, we need That's to just go, go back to basics. Maybe maybe get another running back. You got Frank Go- Frank Gore. You Frank got Gore starting this week. He's you got, starting. You got a grandfather in the backfield. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's starting this week for the New York Jets. Are you guys, he's, he's, the guy's taking a fucking world tour of, of, about to of NFL football fantasy. teams. Yeah, pick him up. Right? I'm about to pick him up. But you know what's crazy? <laughs> I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm reaching this point with Jeff fans, and any Jeff fan that's going to be listening to this I might agree with me. We're pushing the territory that Mark Sanchez might be better than Sam Darnold. We're pushing. Absolutely we're, not. We're, we're pushing that. Mark Sanchez with the two Sanchez. AFC championships. Yeah. Okay, but he had Sam Darnold hasn't sniffed six he had, wins yet. But he had a, su- a supporting cast. That's the true. That's Honestly, true. and I hate to say it, the best Sam Darnold's looked is is the uh, for Sam Darnold. It's the Darnold mono game, but the equivalent of the Jordan flu game <laughs> against, of course, the, against the Cowboys. The day against the Cowboys. <laughs> of you know? course, I was. I, I was. That was one of was the few that that NFL games I actually made it out to, and. Sam Darnold's just throwing dots. He's ramming it up the Cowboys' ass, <laughs> and and I'm just sitting in MetLife Stadium like, with what my the hands hell's over my guy looks like a top three QB and, against and, us. And I, I, I left. AFC, he won AFC Offensive Player of the Week that week. Of course he did against the Cowboys. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> maybe it's just you. You need to get me to to uh, to some Jets games. <laughs> no, this is the thing. Like I think Tom is supportive of, of me and you, Zach, as Cowboy fans. Because the Cowboys haven't sniffed a win against the Jets in, in over two <laughs> decades. Why. It's easy to like <laughs> it. It's easy. No, I like the Cowboys because I, I don't know. Because you know, the only team the Jets beat. No, I, I don't know what, what it is. I think I like Dak a lot too. I mean, and I was a huge fan of Tony. I Rowe. like Darnold. So the last couple, the last you know, my lifetime, they've had quarterbacks that I like that I don't think get enough credit. So I kind of gravitate towards them because I've lived my whole life with my team never getting credit. And now in the last five years, they should not get any credit at all. But. You know, before that, they never did, and I gravitate to the fucking like Tony Romo, goat status, top five I mean, quarterback of our generation that we grew up with. We're twenty two, twenty three years old, throwing the ball, talent from a talent perspective, mind of the game, yeah, yeah. Without I, a doubt. I totally, I totally agree. Better than Eli. And <laughs> and speaking of Eli, we probably should touch on the Giants in a couple minutes. Better you than can finish Eli. your thought, but touch on them for a couple minutes. Give. Give the Giants fans yeah. some giant talk. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, <laughs> Better not than Eli. Gonna go, no. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I, think, I, I think there was, you know, Eli Eli had that. But then again, I mean, you can argue Tony Romo had the line. He had a couple pieces on uh, on defense. But, I mean, that defense was spotty, man. Like, that defense that, was poor. That, never had a good defense. I always never had I mean, you had, you had DeMarcus Ware. He was in the middle to late of his prime. Like, eh. But – Whatever, let's move on to the Giants. All right, so what are our thoughts about the Giants? Let's start with Joe Judge. Um, what do you think I, about Joe Judge? Can I start? Okay. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I actually like Joe Judge. I like and him as, too. As I like his grittiness as a coach. I like how in the offseason, like these last few weeks before the season, that we've seen him like they're doing hitting drills that – they're doing things that a coach should do. That you don't see. He's a culture guy. Yeah. He is a coaching it, guy. It reminds yeah. you almost like a college football environment. You know, the NFL coaches are just so late. Like, you know, they just seem so laid back. Like, like do what you, you want. Yeah, like do what you want. Like, like Belichick's the most. Apparently, he's the most intense guy. But like, whenever you see him, he's just he's kind of there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't think I've ever um, been watching a game, a Patriots game, and see the camera pan to Bill Belichick. I don't think I've ever seen him talking to a player or show emotion or show <laughs> any sort of emotion. Like, I think it's more hands off with all the other coaches. And Joe Judge is is trying to change the culture in New York. And you know, I like that. You know, um, I, I heard Saquon on air talking about. Um, 
talking about, you know, if he messes up, he's held just as accountable as, as the second-string left tackle if he messes up. You know, you, you're running laps, you know, and, and, and I kind of like that. You yeah, know, Daniel like, Jones running laps. Like the that's, first, second that's how you know he doesn't show any type of favoritism. And, or, and that's right. going to be good, and, and I like that point. Like I think Joe Judge is getting off to the right foot, but if the Giants are 0-6 and he's making anybody run laps, he's they got to win. That yeah, you got to win, gotta yeah. win you when you have that type, that, of, co- totally, with that type I, of coaching. I, and you have to. I don't even know if it's necessarily when you you have to be a competitive, competitive. team. Yeah, you're you, right. Like like the the I mean if they're if they they're a six win team again I mean this guy's just gonna look like the biggest asshole ever. <laughs> it's like true. he's he's a total hardo <laughs> and his team Hard-o. still sucks. Yeah. So it obviously doesn't work. Um, I think they kind of did a good job uh, housekeeping, I guess you could say, cleaning house with all the personality issues. I think getting rid of Odell was good. Um, I think Saquon is is a really good guy to have the face of your franchise as. And sure. I think they need to – I think his weak – Joe Judge's weakest suit, I don't know if it's Joe Judge, the offensive coordinator, I think it's a combination of both, is being able to get the ball to Saquon in space. You know, the difference between – between Saquon and Zeke Elliott, and they stink. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna compare the O lines, <laughs> but Dallas's O lines banged up. It, I mean, and even you look at Demarco Murray um, a couple years back once he left, he's still a thousand yard rusher. So I, I think that argument about the O line when comparing Saquon and Zeke um, is isn't as relevant. It's definitely a factor, but not as relevant. Um, I think it's more you know the style. You know, you see Ezekiel Elliott, he's getting the ball. And there's times where he doesn't get touched till he's three yards upfield, and you know yeah. I think I think that that's not just the O line. I think that's the coaching scheme. You need to get Saquon the ball on the edge. You need to, I mean, get him in space. Six rushing oh, yards for, for for a guy, guy that was in the discussion for some fantasy <laughs> leagues. He went number one overall in discussion for the best pure rusher. I think he's the best athlete out of all the running backs. Um, my top four would probably be McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. Not in any order, um, Zeke and Saquon. Those are unda- should be anyone's top four. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think I think the coaching uh, is going to take away from Saquon's value to the team and his fantasy. You do value. know who's calling their plays, right? Yep. <laughs> it's Jason, it's Jason Garrett. Garrett. He goes to New York on Sunday, and then he goes to the Cowboys a few hours after. You didn't see the games, but. Uh, <laughs> That yeah, guy, that line stinks though. I feel so bad for Saquon. Yeah, he was getting hit. He was getting hit Negative right when he got the ball. Six yards in the third quarter. Yeah, it's bad. But it, listen, they were playing a top three defense, yeah, probably it, the top defense in the and league. And I was gonna say too, like I'm gonna let you touch yeah. on it, but I was gonna say that like Steelers are a good team, right? They're a good yes. team. They're and just the Giants, historically yeah. a good one. Yeah, and, and like eight teams Mike Tom was a great coach. That defense is legit, and the Giants held in there for a little bit. So yeah. to say that they're gonna go zero and six or be bad, I don't think that's the case. And no. And I think that they're going to be a good team. They held in there with a really good Steelers team. They're going to correct me if I'm wrong. They're going to lose to Chicago this week, though. But well, I'll talk about that yeah. later. But anyway. <laughs> they're not going to be able to stop Allen Robinson. I don't think. But, we'll but anyway, yeah, no. I, I think I think the Giants are going to be a competitive football team this year, which is what you want, which is the opposite of the other New York team in, in right. that they go against. Like a the lot Jets of are going to the, the, the Jets and Giants might end the season with a similar record, but the Giants are going to be way more competitive than the Jets are in, in a weekly <laughs> In a weekly basis, so yeah. so it's important to, to know that the Giants are going to be competitive, like you guys said before, and and that's all you can really ask for because they don't have the talent to win eight to ten games yeah, in the NFL. You can't. I mean, you just look at their skill positions. You I mean, can't do it. Evan Ingram, um, undoubtedly, probably their best pass catcher. I would say. I love Darius. Darius Slayton. Slayton. I love is getting Darius there, Slayton. Yeah, they're, they're getting there. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, but I mean, those guys aren't number one receivers. Like no. they're. The, not, 
not even maybe three teams that they'd be a, they'd be a number one receiver. Yeah. And I mean that's that's just not going to cut it. You need you need someone that you game plan around in the passing game, and that also attributes to why they send so much heat at Saquon when he's trying to run the ball. <laughs> it's true. And because, you know, and you know, sorry to cut you off there, but you know what? I also like their quarterback, which right. is good. Speaking of their skill position groups, and I think he can elevate them. So just imagine how he elevates guys like Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard if they could get a number one in there. What could happen? So right. it's good. But you know what? I think it's fantasy. I think it's time to go to fantasy. It's time to go to fantasy. Definitely go, go, to Let's fantasy. go to fantasy. We'll give you guys, you know, coming up next, we'll give you guys our, you know, hot starts of the week, who to sit, who to bench, who to buy low, who to buy high, and we'll get to it. We are back with our fantasy portion of the show. Um, we're going to, you know, rattle off some guys we really like this week, some guys we don't like, and we're going to finish up with uh, maybe some, you know, some trade ideas, you know, buy low, sell high type uh, deal to hopefully help you improve your team and maybe clear some space for guys we don't project to do very well throughout the season. So let's start with you, Tom. Who who do you like this week? Um, you know, who who are your plays? Maybe at a flex position. Um, like, who do you like this week? Uh, all right. So I'll start with my flex position. I think if you know you're looking, I don't know. If, a lot of people like to start two tight ends because you know they can get you can get some production out of them. Yeah. I'm going with a, you know a nice little flex sleeper is Chris Herndon of the Jets. I know it's a homer pick. I just talked about my Jets before, but I don't think the Jets offense is going to be that bad this week. 49ers secondary is pretty banged up. No Richard Sherman. Uh, their other cornerback, his name is eluding me right now, is on concussion protocol. Uh, they struggle against the pass. We all know about their front seven. I think Chris Herndon can find some seams, and I think it's going to be Sam Darnold's security blanket with uh, Jamison Crowder out. So I'm going to go Herndon as a flex option this week against the 49ers. Uh, my other play is definitely Devin Singletary. He's going to be an RB2 this week. Uh, Miami. We all know, you know, who they signed in the offseason. They have Xavier Howard. They have Byron Jones. You know, they could stop the pass. And uh, I think, you know, Buffalo runs the ball really well, whether it be Josh Allen or Devin Singletary. I'm not worried about Zach Moss yet. I don't think he's that big a part of their offense yet. I think Devin Singletary gets the rock a lot this week against Miami. They struggle against the run. They don't have anybody up front that's daunting. So I'm definitely going Devin Singletary as an RB2. And my last play is, you know, the Marlon Mack injury. Jonathan Taylor doesn't look like he's a big part of Frank Reich's offense yet. I'm going Naheem Hines to get the workload back there. A lot of passing situations for, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers and the uh, and the Colts against Minnesota, who we saw Aaron Rodgers, the bad man, might be back. Absolutely tear that incredible. secondary apart. So I think Phillip Rivers is in for a incredible. big day with Naheem Hines catching the ball in the backfield. So That's those are definitely man. my three plays for the week. Yes, all right, sir. all right. So I'll I'll get into mine. Um, some guys I'm I'm high on. Maybe these are guys you could probably pick up. Hopefully they're still available after the waiver wire. Um, I like uh, Hines a lot, as you said. Um, but I'm gonna go with James Robinson and Benny Snell. Um, uh, Snell, you know James Connors had a history of you know injuries, he, and I feel I feel for the guys had a rough road. But you know this is fantasy. This isn't you know, um, you know this isn't just playing. You know if he's not on the field, I mean someone's got to run the ball for the. Uh, for the Steelers, who, who who pride themselves a lot on their defense and you know getting points while they can, so exactly. uh, Benny Snell's a, a, a play for me. Um, also, James Robinson, you know, he showed a lot of promise this past week, and uh, I'm glad that we're starting to get that kind of feel that you know there's an emerging uh, number one uh, running back in Jacksonville, uh, Chris Thompson. Uh, believe it or not, prior to the year, he was, you know, higher on the fantasy radar than James Robinson. Sure. But, I mean, he's not touching the ball at all now. Um, 
barely touching the ball. And another guy I'm high on, a receiver, uh, Marquise Brown. Um, he's just got a great matchup this week. Um, Hollywood. And yep, Hollywood Brown. Sure. And, and he showed um, – you know, he showed that he can be, at some point, a possible number one receiver. Some of the guys uh, I would I would definitely say to sit this week, though, uh, Brandon Cooks. I mean, Brandon Cooks has just had the weirdest fantasy career of his life. He's, he's always kind of had weapons around him, and he's always had a pretty good quarterback. He had Drew Brees. Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I mean. That's the one year he did well. He, yeah. He snapped that year. Now everybody kind of lingers with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, um. He's just like always in people's heads when it comes to fantasy. And I'm just – you saw Will Fuller, what Will Fuller did last week. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, I mean, he had more targets than I think the other two receivers combined. And he was falling like the fifth and sixth round in some yeah, people. Some people crazy. got him real late. Um, and another sit I have is, is Mark Ingram and the Rams running backs. You just – you don't know what you're getting. I mean, it's a committee, and they've established that it's a committee. I think, I think in the – in the Rams running back situation, I think that Cam Akers will emerge as the starter as the year goes on. He's the young rookie that they just saw, I believe a second-round pick uh, that they just signed. Um, I think Cam Akers is a good back. He got a lot of touches last week but didn't produce. Ma Malcolm Brown was kind of the opposite, less touches produced. So who knows, maybe this week Cam Akers will get the same amount of touches and the workload will be shared the same, but it'll be a different result. I mean, they played a, they played a pretty decent um, – defense this past week and also the Eagles run defense is pretty good it's ranked number three um, generally amongst most sites and I mean you can't argue against those numbers nope. never argue against the numbers in fantasy because it's yep. a numbers game it is a numbers game I'm going to be pretty basic probably a little probably a little bias because I'm going to bring our whole division the whole NFC East into this into my picks this week I think Atlanta versus Dallas, I think that game is going to be an absolute shootout. Both defenses are a little sketchy. Atlanta themselves are 32nd, the Cowboys are ranked around 22. Yeah. I think I think if you have the choice of either Dak Prescott or Matt Ryan, I think you take either or. I think that I uh, think I go Dak. Yeah, I obviously I would <laughs> no, I would definitely choose Dak over Matt Ryan, but if you have Matt Ryan, I think you start him this week. I think that I think both uh, offenses offenses are going to be powerhouses. Yep. I think they're going to. It's going to be a high shootout game. I'm going to talk about it later in my parlay pick. I think that game is going to go over, over, over. Take the over. Um, but yeah, I like I, I like both of them. I like Matt Ryan or Dak Prescott. I know that's, that sounds crazy. I, I agree. I just think I just think those totally two are going to put on a show this week. I think they're going to show their two powerhouse offenses. I think it's going to produce a lot of points, a lot of points for your fantasy team. Um, two people, I'm going to sit. I don't like Saquon this week. I know that sounds biased. I know I'm saying I'm bringing a whole, the whole division. I don't like Saquon. I know there's a lot of things you could do with him. There's a lot of screens you could do with him. I think that Chicago can reach screens better than, um, any, defense than any defense in the league. So I think they're going to shut that down. I think they're going to shut the run down. The, the way that offensive line looks for the Giants right now and the way Saquon looked last week, it's not him personally. It's just that offense around him. It's predictable play calling by Jason Garrett. That guy stinks. I just think that Saquon's going to have another – very average week, low week. And then the other person I'm going to sit because I made that mistake last week, Sit Gronkowski. That guy is just a hype name. He doesn't do anything. Yes. I, you guys yes. you guys see Gronkowski's name. That's why I picked him. Yes. Yes. But yes, I would stash him on my bench because I know week six, seven, the they're going to start using him and he's yeah. going to break out. I don't think he's going to break out yet. Though. Not yet. Because what do you I have last week? He had, what, one catch? And, and there's another extremely valid tight end on that team. Yeah. Extremely valid. I mean – OJ Howard, he's camera so great too. They like to use. Cameron, so I mean, better. I mean, I mean, 
Gokowski was gassed before after one play at the time. Um, and then my sleeper, my final sleeper, I was telling you guys before we start the podcast, but pick the Rams defense. Start them, obliterate them, put money on them. If the freaking Washington football team, or whatever you want to call them, if you want to give them a name, had eight sacks against that Eagles offensive line, there's no doubt in my mind that Aaron Donald is going to choke slam all five of that Eagles offensive line, and Carson Wentz is in big trouble. Oh, yeah. that's, and that's they've, my been sending, they've been sending some heat. Oh, yes, um, they have. Zeke Elliott got choke slammed to hell. <laughs> to hell. <laughs> we have we got we got one more <laughs> pile drive. We got one more play. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is another big play for us. I I, I believe we're all high on him. Yeah. Uh, with Michael sure. Thomas out. He had a good week last week, caught a touchdown. Um, just expect him to uh, to be the wide receiver one of the Saints, uh, which is a pretty pass heavy offense. Even even though they got Kamara back there, I mean they're still they're still throwing the ball a shit ton. And, and I think a, a sleeper pick out of that wide, uh, wide receiver corps of New Orleans is Trey Con- Traquan Smith. I'm hearing a lot, a lot about him coming of out of him. He's uh, so and Michael Thomas still has a chance to play this week, but I don't think they're gonna you know push him early this early in the year. I think they'd rather see him get healthy. Think about it, this team played without Drew Brees for five weeks last year and trusted Sean Payton. So trust me, I think you know they're gonna be cautious with Michael Thomas. So. Yeah, Traquan Smith, keep your eye on him on the waiver wire. Listen to us. We're fantasy experts, right, guys? <laughs> Doing it for years. I yeah. mean, only one of us can win the league. Um, exactly. Straight uh, got him, not in either of your leagues. <laughs> right. We got, uh, we got a couple buy low, sell highs. Um, right now, I'm buying, I'm buying low on Saquon. You know, I think a lot of people, when they, when they expend a, a two, one, two, three pick on someone, expect every single week to be, to be a, a point producer. I mean, if this season hasn't showed us anything, it showed us that, you know, it's extremely unpredictable. You don't, you don't know. That's you true. know, the offense is going to change. You're on, you're on such short, uh, such a short camp. Um, so I'm buying extremely low on uh, on Saquon. Maybe, maybe you can package a deal together um, and, and and pick him up um, for you know maybe someone who's you know who's taken out an investment policy by. By you know getting rid of him, maybe getting two guys. Um, so maybe look look to trade for him. Um, I another, like that. And with 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 that being my buy low, um, I have a, a two guys from the same team that I think that you should sell high. They it's Friday right now. They they had a uh, a very good Thursday night football performance. Uh, that would be Nick Chubb and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, the Browns have established that their backfield's a committee. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, you know. And I don't really, you know, Nick Chubb was a first-round pick. I don't really like the thought of drafting a guy with my first-round pick that's, you know, a part of a committee. And same thing goes with Odell. Um, you know, you saw week one, Jarvis Landry got the targets. This week, it was it was Odell. Odell got the deep ball threat. But even though he caught four for 74 and a touchdown, I believe it was, he didn't really, I mean, they he wasn't really getting targeted. Like, nope. like I mean... If if he doesn't catch that touchdown, let's say he does catch it and they rule him down because the, the, the play, line, was, the play was, was challenged and yeah. and it was close. I actually didn't think he made it. <laughs> I um, know. <laughs> um, Same. I mean, you're looking at four receptions for 74 yards. That's only only an 11 point week after, in a PPR. If in, you're in, in, a, a, in a PPR, I mean, I mean, yeah. that's not that's not second third round value at all. Nope. Uh, and so you know, I think it's good that they had these good weeks. I have Odell in one league and Chubb in the other. And and I'm trying I'm trying to ship them as quick as I can just because you know I you don't know what you're getting from Browns players this year they've established that 
And, you know, I don't want to take the risk. I'd rather a solid guy, maybe a, a little bit less talent, but, you know, maybe put together a trade if you got them both or, or look to ship them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my my sell. This is weird. You, you can either buy low on this guy or sell high on this guy. And I'm going to tell you what I did with him, and that's Michael Thomas. I hate any ankle sprain, ankle injuries, knee injuries with wideouts that get targeted as much as Michael Thomas. So I think you could buy low on him if you find the right owner who's going to freak out and be like, Michael Thomas is hurt. A lot of people will take a guy like Michael Thomas and don't draft wide receivers until late. So their second and third wide receivers might be guys like John Brown and Deontay Johnson. So you might be able to you know, get Michael Thomas and trade off more of your bench pieces or maybe a flex option that you have a wide receiver. Or you can sell them high like I did. And I think, I don't know, I want to get your guys' opinion on the trade that I made yesterday. I traded Michael Thomas and Antonio Gibson, the rookie running back in Washington, for Marvin Jones, Leonard Fournette, and David Montgomery. And I did it because my team lines up as Chris Carson as my RB1 and Julio Jones as my wide receiver one. And I had T.Y. Hilton as my, you know, in my flex spot. Now he moves up to my wide receiver two. I moved Noah Fant, who had a big week one in the my flex, right, right. and Travis Kelce was my starting tight end. So I was expendable. I was able to sell high on Michael Thomas, who's hurt, and still have guys like Julio and Ty and, and, you, and like, Font moving in my lineup. You, you think of it in the uh, like picture: you are a business owner, right? And you don't know what you're getting. You don't like you're. It's almost like you're selling the uncertainty with it. Exactly. You know, like 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 Le'Veon Bell, um, guys like Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, um, guys that are just banged up, like. Like, I mean, they're not going to be able to play at their full capacity, and, and they manage workloads now. It's yeah. not We're not playing football in the 1950s. <laughs> it's true. They're, they manage your workload very much. Benny Snell is going to have a significant role in that in that Pittsburgh out. And exactly. It's, there's just so many more committees that um, there's a reason I didn't really want to pick below. Um, if I was – I didn't want to pick in the middle um, of this draft for some reason. Just because after those true number ones, every down backs – you know, McCaffrey, Zeke, Saquon, and Dalvin Cook, you get a little bit of a drop-off. Kamara's the only eh, fringe guy. They have Latavius Murray there. But, you know, you get that little drop-off. So I want it to be on one end or the other of the draft, and and, and that's the reasoning behind it. You know, the, the injuries, the, the, the questionable stuff. Um, and sure enough, I ended up with Nick Chubb, who uh, is the biggest question mark oh, this yeah. year. Exactly, so, with Kareem Hunt back there, nice. like you said. With Kareem Hunt, yep. What about you, Mike? Anybody you want to trade for, sell, or... Trade high. Ready? Ready? Hear me out. Hear me out. I love this guy because he won me $150 last night. But I love this guy. Trade for Joe. Big, slong, (laughs) Burrow. I love this guy. You're not... Uh, I'm cutting you off. You're never starting Joe Burrow in any league. You're not doing it I would. You want to know why I would? Nope. (laughs) You want to know why I would? Why? Because this guy is doing it by himself. And I know that's why it's a bad thing. It's a bad he's thing. Not he's not doing it by himself. He's got doing it by himself. AJ Green is washed. He's got one of the best skill position groups in the NFL besides his offensive line. Joe Burrow. He's got T. Higgins as his number three Joe Burrow. He's, he's got Tyler Boyd. He's got this John Ross, picks. who was a number one. Did I judge one. your picks? No, Did I judge I'm, your I'm picks? Let me talk. You Let me talk. You're telling Let us to, to trade for Joe Burrow, a rookie quarterback under the worst. You want to know why? Because the guy, threw, Bobby the right guy threw 61 passes yesterday without any interceptions. The workload was there. The workload he, was there. He is All running right. around for his life with minimal to no help. I don't care what you say about Skippers. Joe Mixon's very good. AJ Green is good, but they did not look good yesterday. Tyler Boyd is good. John Ross is Tyler good. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, shut up about Bernard. Don't even. That guy's a captain for what Gio? reason? Little Gio. Little Gio. Little Gio. AJ Green 
has dropped what seven passes last night? Oh my and, god! And, uh, and Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd dropped here. a touchdown. I probably could have won him the game yesterday. He dropped a touchdown. They so were they're not. Football. They might be talented, but they're not reliable. Joe Burrow <laughs> is reliable. He is throwing sixty-one passes as a rookie. His freaking shoulders off his bone, but he's still making plays. He he did great yesterday. I like Joe Burrow. Okay. Okay. I, I, I appreciate like that you like Joe Burrow. This is my you know comment back to you. That's fine. Would you trust Joe Burrow against a defense like Pittsburgh? Absolutely not. Or Baltimore, but he might just pull it off. We're, so you're, Tim Tebow, that's in the you're division. Talking, that's you're two talking weeks. like, like, all right, I'll. Give this could be a guy you could sell higher, a guy you could sell low. That's what I'm trying to say. He's he's one of those not, guys. I bet you not low. many people. Yeah, unless you're, I buy him. I put all my money on. You know what? If you're in a keeper league and you can keep a keeper, maybe that's a good. That's a good. Okay, well, fine. He's my keeper. I mean, I like Joe Burrow. I don't know. I I think maybe he's worth a bench spot. Um. But you know we yeah. haven't seen enough of him. We I haven't seen enough. The guy, the guy's throwing over 100 passes <laughs> so, in two weeks, and he looks phenomenal. So, so now just on our fantasy segment. Moral, wait, 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 I, I, I got, I got, I got a sell guy. I got a legit sell guy. I got a legit okay. sell guy. And hear me out on this one. I know you're not gonna like it either. I know you guys are gonna hate me already. I would sell Amari Cooper. I don't like him. You know, I know why I don't like Amari Cooper. You don't give me a look. I know you guys can't see. I'll sell Amari Cooper because the guy consistently hurt. He's consistently hurt. He's got a consistent he's ankle like problem. A, that's a sell high, he's a, I think. That's yeah, he's a sell high. high. He, he he's got a consistent ankle problem. And we saw last week, I don't know how he's going to be the rest of the week. I know he's a game changer for Dak. But he got two other game changers, and Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb too. So, and I don't know if he's going to be as explosive and reliable as those two guys. And for that reason, I think that's the reason why he did minimum last week is because he's got this ankle injury that's bothering him. And he just kept running these curl routes. He didn't really do much. Why I'm thinking about getting rid of Michael Thomas. Exactly. Why I did get rid of Michael exactly. Thomas. I just think he's. I think he's just a liability a little bit. Now. I think he's still great. Don't get me wrong. I love my. I love Amari Cooper. I think he's great for Dak. But he's got more weapons to that. I don't think it depend on Amari Cooper, and that's why you, I would probably. You think sell he's him high. so you you would he's out of the wide receiver one discussion in in your eyes. I think, I think he's out of my. Wide I think he's tied. I think Gallup could be number one without a doubt. I'm I seriously, I think Gallup could be number one. Could be, I really could. could be a fantasy wide receiver one. Or? Yes, I can. I really do. I, think about it. If Jalen Ramsey wasn't a freaking actor, Michael Gallup had more points by Amari by, than by a long shot. Yeah, and, and right. you forget that. They did play against the Rams defense, so I think this week will, will, will well, prove the that theory. Yes. It'll prove that theory. I'm a crazy a guy. I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist, so I know you guys don't like my picks, but hopefully you find me entertaining. All right, let's get to more <laughs> parlays. Syn- syn- the synopsis from our fantasy segment is Mike is buying Joe Let's hear the comments. He's got the best one, baby. It's me. <laughs> we'll come back to you guys with our parlays and our Football Friday picks next. All right, we are back. It's time to make some money, fellas, right? Yes, Our sir. favorite part of the week, every single Sunday. I'm so glad the NFL is back because it's time to make some money, cha-ching, like this. All right, we're going to give our three our three uh, team favorites this week that we're going to pick, and if it's for a parlay or just if you like them in general. But I'm going to start off. Um, these are the three teams I like. I'm going to do with some spread lines here. I like, first of all, I like Chicago minus five and a half against the Giants. I like it. I think Trubisky didn't look bad last week. I really don't think he did. I think he will light up that Giants defense, right? And I think that the Chicago defense is just going to take a hold of that offensive line. I think they can win by a touchdown even more. So that's my first pick. I'm taking Chicago five and a half over the New York Giants. And then this is just blasphemy. That is even, even possible. The Rams are a plus one against the Philadelphia Eagles. They stink. I am taking <laughs> the Rams plus one. I know that the I know the Eagles could bounce back. I know Carson Wentz could bounce back. It, it, that's the case if Carson Wentz can even walk after after that game on Sunday because that offensive line looks bad. I think Aaron, Aaron Donald and that defense line is going to tear him up. I don't think they have a chance to score. 
I just think the Rams are going to win that game with these. I think I'm going to take them plus one. More money for you guys to ching like this. And then, finally, what did I say my final pick was, Tom? I totally forgot what my final pick was. But, here, oh, here, I found it, found it, found it. I think the Vikings are going to bounce back. I think they're going to have a better week than they did last week. Um, the Colts just came off a loss to the Jags. I think the Jags are good, but I don't, I don't know why the Colts are receiving so much hype by Vegas that they are. I think I'm taking Minnesota plus three against them. I think Kirk Cousins will bounce back. Um, I know that his offense isn't as powerful as it was last year's, uh, losing Steve, uh, Stephon Diggs and, and all this stuff. But at the same time, I, I do think they will bounce back against this Colts team that didn't look that well last week. What's your play for the week? What's your prop bet? Or? My prop bet, I'm taking Dak Prescott. Going to be a bad uh, bias. He's going to throw over two and a half touchdown passes this week. I would slam it. I love it. Thank you, Tom. All right. All right. All right, um, my, my picks this week, I got to go to the uh, Saints laying five and a half. Um, the Saints are 12 and six against the spread with Vegas at um, nine and eight against the spread. Um, I just don't think five and a half points is enough. Um, I don't think Vegas's team is that good. I don't think their defense is that good. I think the only reason the line is only five and a half is because Michael Thomas will likely sit out, but that's still a pretty high-powered offense to be only given uh, the Saints five and a half. Um, I also like the Rams plus one and a half. The Rams are 15 uh, or 11, five and one. Um, against the spread uh, in 2020 and 2019. Um, Philly is 7-11 against the spread, and they're only covering 38.9%. Um, those numbers won't lie. Um, I believe that it's going to be a big game from, for Aaron Donald and the Rams, um, and they just beat a Cowboys team who's much better than uh, than Philadelphia, in my opinion. Um, I, my next play is going to be the, the Chiefs Chargers over 47.5. And... A half. Um, and I just like this play simply because the Chiefs could score 47.5 points by themselves. Absolutely. Um, I, I see this game going, uh, not being a defensive game. I think it's going to be an offense game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I look for the cover towards the end of the game just from your garbage time scores. I mean, the theme in the NFL now is just, let's just take, take a second for this. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's like, I'm up two touchdowns. You know what? Let's just give them seven. Let's stop playing defense. <laughs> give them yeah. seven. Like and, last night. And, and, <laughs> and, the other and, last night. And, and you know what? And then we'll run the ball and hopefully win. And it, it's bullshit, but you know what? For 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 betting gam- purposes, for betting purposes uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's good to know. Um, yeah. One one fringe fringe bet for me. I'm not counting it towards my weekly uh, Cowboys minus four. I I, I just like them this week. Uh, maybe that's just a little bit biased, but uh, they're um, gonna be. I also like Mike's play. Pat's plus four. Um, but I do have a special play unrelated. Um, it's a six uh, a six point teaser. Um, I like the Chiefs minus two. Tease them to minus two and a half. Uh, and take the over over at uh. 41 and a half. I mean, so you could double up potentially, um, maybe go Chiefs minus two and a half, uh, and then the over 41 and a half, and then take the over at 47 separately. Um, I think that's what I'm going to do um, for my uh, for my betting purposes. You, you could go. also, uh, if you're looking to put in a teaser not related to the Chiefs, could also tease the Jets to plus 14. Uh, uh, that's a seven-point teaser, and then the over falls to 31 and a half. I mean, you'd have to be playing. It have you'd have to be playing a college team to not score 31 and a half. <laughs> so. True. Uh, Tom, let's get to you. Let's get to your three picks and then, and then maybe a little play that you like this week. Yes, sir. All right, so the first game I'm touching are the Buffalo Bills giving five and a half to the Dolphins. I don't like the Dolphin hype. I think the Bills are a great football team. They just des- destroyed my team uh, last week. So I'm going to go Bills laying five and a half in Miami, um, and they're going to win that game outright. Uh, I'm going to go 
homer pick you know they always say stay away from your team i bet them last week the jets getting the points i don't think uh the 49ers are coming in healthy they're coming in east coast games are tough for west coast teams man those one o'clock starts for them i think laying seven on the road for the niners is a lot even if it's to the jets i think the jets cover that seven points so i'm definitely going to take them and, uh and not to interrupt you yeah the, both teams don't aren't like aren't healthy they play right very now. slow too they yeah. like they run the ball they play defense be a low scoring game i think i close. think um that's gonna tie into my prop bet for this week um i have raheem mostert anytime touchdown score for my prop bet this week um i think he's gonna cut up that uh that jets defense a little bit kill him a little bit uh in the run uh and in the pass game and being a dual threat also helps so you can take raheem mostert anytime touchdown score and maybe over in rushing and receiving yards i might take all three uh, but you know i don't i like it i don't love it all right tom go ahead yes sir and then my last pick of uh for my three picks is going to be the cowboys laying four and a half at home against the the falcons that's a comfortable <laughs> number for me i think the cowboys bounce back and slap the uh, falcons around so uh my three picks Picks are the Bills laying five and a half to Miami on the road, the Jets getting seven at home, and the Cowboys laying four and a half at home in Dallas, a bounce back week after a loss. Oh, like uh, my prop bet, I think that you can get some good money on it. I think Sam Darnold over two passing touchdowns. I'm really homer this week. I think the Jets been getting way too much slack. I'm a little, I could be, you can call me stupid, but I really think, yep. you know, you're going to get good money on the Jets. So I think this is the week that you can capitalize on it because I think the 49ers are coming up way too banged up. And I think the Jets, you know, you can take advantage on Jets the, money this week. You like so. Sam Darnold two or more, two, two or, or more, more touchdowns. Two or more. So, so you might have to get it at one, one and a half. Yeah, yeah. At, at probably at one and a half. Minus one and a half touchdown I, passes. I don't. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. That's you know. Hey, I I think uh, I think it's very doable. And and hey, if my uh, you know if my bet if my play doesn't hit, you know um, that'll mean that your your play will have a good shot to hit. You know the plus fourteen in the teaser. Um, then that'll open up the defense, even if they are getting blown out. Yes, sir. You're not a homer, Tom. You're a believer. I'm a believer. You, and you, you can are. call me stupid. No, for you're that, not but. stupid. You guys call me stupid <laughs> for wanting Joe Burrow. But I mean. All right, so that uh, that wraps up uh, our pilot episode, right? Week yes, one. Week one. We'll be back at it Good every episode. week, yep. and uh, wish everybody the best luck in their betting, their gambling, their teams. Let's go, and boys, we'll be back at it next week. Hopefully, boys, we'll back, be back with some money next yes, week. Boys. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right.